Are you an overwhelmed entrepreneur with endless tasks, emails, and messages? Do you feel your systems are ineffective or you don't have any at all? I get it. You wish you could come up for air and take that well-deserved vacation you've been dreaming of, all without sacrificing the growth or health of your business. I'm hosting a webinar to introduce concepts that you can use to learn more about how to clockwork your business for operational efficiency. The best part? The webinar is at no cost to you. It will be held May 14th at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern, and a recording will be available for those who can't attend live. If you are ready to make a change in your business so you can take a real vacation, go to bit.ly forward slash May 2024 CFF to enroll. That's bit.ly forward slash May 2024CFF. I can't wait to see you there. Welcome to Biz Help for You with host Candy Messer. Entrepreneurs like to focus on the big picture, like profitability, success, and a smooth running organization. Always seems to be those little things like taxes, employee compensation, laws, regulations, and more. Now you can get the answers you need in one place. Join us today as we break it all down for you. Now, here's your host, Candy Messer. Hello, and welcome to Biz Help for You with Candy Messer. Thank you for joining us today. I hope you found the information on last week's show, Business Tech and Implementation to Streamline, Automate, and Systematize Your Business Informative. If you are unable to join us and would like to listen to the show, links can be found on our YouTube and Facebook pages, as well as multiple favorite podcast platforms. If you'd like to receive notifications when our podcast has been uploaded, please like and subscribe. If there are topics you'd find beneficial or questions you have, please feel free to reach out to me at media at abandp.com. Now let's learn a little bit about our guest today. Debbie Hoffman is an independent insurance broker and the founder CEO of HIR Insurance Agency. HIR specializes in Medicare insurance, individual family health plans, and employer group health plans. As a former financial advisor, she saw a need in the insurance industry to have a company that was heart-centered and would go above and beyond the normal insurance agent duties by educating, advocating, and exceeding her client's expectations. Located in the Los Angeles area, HIR has grown to four insurance agents and six back-office angels, all with the same traits in common big hearts, and an ethical business acumen. Debbie has one daughter and two granddaughters and prides herself on being a Cajun girl from New Orleans and all that entails. So Debbie, welcome to the show. Go Saints. Yeah, that's all it entails. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm glad to have you. This is again, going to be an interesting topic. I know it's not for just business owners. It's kind of across the board, but because it is important to entrepreneurs as well as others that are not, I really wanted to have this interview with you today. So I'm so glad you could be here. Thank you. It's a pleasure. Great. Well, what I always ask my guests first is just to tell us a little bit more about yourself and how did you even get to doing what you're doing now? You know, being a little girl in South Louisiana, I certainly did not think that I would ever be an insurance agent. I mean, I think at one point we were on the level of used car salesmen, maybe, you know, not putting down used car salesmen by any stretch of the mean. 
But um, I, as a financial advisor for years, uh, you know, insurance was always a big part of what we did. And so I would refer out my Medicare clients because I had no idea about it. And I tried to learn about it. And it was so confusing that I went, mm, I don't even want to touch it. I just need to send that to an expert. And um, when I moved out to the Los Angeles area from the Inland Empire, uh, went through a divorce, had some life changes, you know, as we seem to all go through. Um, I was trying to reinvent myself and, and I couldn't talk to people about their financial plans when mine was just basically ruined. Mm -hmm. So I would cry. It wasn't a good trait for a financial advisor to sit down and do your financial plan and cry. So mm -hmm. I, I knew that I needed to do something else. And I was approached about Medicare and literally went to some classes with other insurance agents in there. And I remember the first one, I walked out with my daughter who was assisting me at the time. And I looked at her after three hours of being in the class. I looked at her and said, did you understand anything they said? And she went, well, you're the financial advisor. I thought you would understand. Mm. Draw, it was jaw dropping. Seriously, Candy, jaw dropping that it was so confusing. And so I thought, you know what? This is kind of where I feel my calling to be able to help people, maybe that 85-year-old lady that might have a little dementia, to help them understand what they have. And if they're in the right plan, keep them there. Mm -hmm. But if they have changes, help them understand and make those changes for them. And so it was born back in you know 2010 is when the company actually started. And I had 17 clients my first year. Uh, woo -hoo! And then it's grown to now we're almost 2,000. And we have, as you oh. said, agents that I've trained mm -hmm. to do things the way I think they should be done, mm -hmm. which is That's not important. always the way it's done. So, right. Well, I know a lot of people probably are thinking, I don't really know that much about Medicare. When I've been working, I know there's a tax that comes out of my paycheck, you know, but other than that, I don't know much about it. So, what is even Medicare to begin with? And, you know, when does that even apply for somebody? Okay. 30,000 foot view, because there's a lot more to it. But the 30,000 foot view is um, when you turn 65, you will get the option of going on to Medicare. Or if you're under 65 and disabled. So mm -hmm. there's two, two ways to get it. Now, if you are on an individual plan, for instance, you're not on a group plan, uh, maybe your group is too small, then you'll want to go on to Medicare because you need that, that coverage, right? And you're probably paying a fortune on individual insurance. If you're a small business and you have people turning 65, there's some really important rules they need to know about. So again, you have the option of applying or not. Now, if you don't apply, and you don't follow these rules, there's a, two parts to this rule. You have to be working and you have to have creditable coverage. Hmm. A good group hmm. plan would be credible cover, coverage. So you shouldn't have a problem with that. But if, I mean, anybody has any questions, they can just call us. We can let them know. Or they can just ask you sure. HR. Yeah. Right. Because just right off the start, they're probably like, I don't even know what my plan is. Is it a good plan? Is it a not good plan? Do I need to have Medicare or not? So I think that would be a great start just to even have a conversation. Absolutely. And most of us never know. And, you know, we get these letters every year, Candy, that says your plan is considered credible coverage and under Medicare. And you know what? Most of the time we look at it and we put it in literally the recycle bin. 
keep those letters though. If you're around mm-hmm. 65, keep that letter because if you're working, now here's here's something to know. If you're working and your company has 20 or more employees, Medicare can be secondary. You do not have to elect the Part B that costs you money. That's the premium on Part B, which we'll go over um, exactly what all this is. But when a small business has 20 or more employees, Medicare can be secondary, not primary. But if they have 19 or under employees, it's really important for everybody to know they need to elect A and B. Otherwise, there would be nothing to cover the 80% of Medicare that normally pays it. So again, there's a, you, you've got a whole lot of rules that come into play. We know them. So mm-hmm. you don't have to know all the rules. You just have to know somebody that knows all the rules, right? Right. And so, I'm sure it could be very confusing. <laughs> very confusing. So if you don't mind, we can kind of maybe, would it be okay to talk about like a really 30,000 foot view of what Medicare sure. ACE actually is? Mm-hmm. I'd love to have that just because okay. I know there's people that don't really even know what that even is. Exactly. And and we try again, because it was so confusing, I figured if I learned everything I could and then made it easy to understand. So we condensed mm-hmm. it into four and three. There's four parts of Medicare, A, B, C, D, pretty easy, like in kindergarten, mm-hmm. right? A, B, C, D. And we're going to add an S in there. So we're going to make it plural for supplements because it's not a federal program, but it is a part of Medicare. Mm-hmm. And then there's three options. So the four parts, A's for hospitalization, the way we remember that and commit it to memory is if you have an emergency, you have to go to a hospital, mm-hmm. A for hospitalization, B for doctors and outpatient. So uh, again, we have to think of analogies on how on earth are we going to remember this? Mommy and daddy always wanted you to be a doctor. Mm. B is for <laughs> doctors and outpatient. <laughs> I know it's crazy, but it works. C is for Medicare Advantage plans. We'll come to that. And if you've seen any of the commercials with Broadway Joe or Joe Montana on TV, which I'm about to make my head explode if I see another one, but they are talking about Medicare Advantage Part C. We'll come back to that. And Part D, they made easy. D for drugs. Mm, So that S is for supplements. Mm -hmm. A, B, C, D, S. Now, now we're going to put them all together in your options. Option one. You can have A and B by itself. So when you're 65, you turn 65, you don't have a plan, you're going to enroll into Medicare. There's a window that you're going to enroll in. It's a seven-month window. If you're getting Social Security, by the way, you don't need to enroll. It just comes in the mail. Here's your gift. And then they start charging you. (laughs) So A and B, think of that. Do you remember, Candy, the old um, 80-20 plans? My mom and dad used Mm -hmm. to have one. Right. The insurance company paid 80%. You pay 20%. I remember giving Mm -hmm. the doctor $20. My mom, not me, my my mom giving the doctor 20 bucks. That was the 20%. Mm -hmm. Well, Medicare is very similar to that. If if you had only A and B, you have an 80-20 plan. There's two deductibles, an A deductible and a B deductible. You pay those before you go to the 20%, right? So A and B is an option. And I like... um, I like pros and cons. You know, I I use the Franklin T chart all the time, pros on this side, cons on that side. So the pro of A and B by itself is you can go to any doctor, any provider, any urgent care, any imaging company, any hospital that accepts Medicare. 
The other mm-hmm. pro, no referral or authorization needed. So okay. you know how, you, do you remember how right. HMOs work? Yes. Got to go to your primary doctor, get a referral to go to your specialist. You don't need that with A and B. Option one, A and B, go anywhere you want to go in the country. So if you want to mm-hmm. go to a doctor, you know, I've got cancer patients, um, clients of mine that go to MD Anderson from California. They go to Houston. So it is possible with option one. Uh, uh, the other pro is there's no extra premium. All you're doing is paying your part B premium. So mm-hmm. it, it's easy and you can go anywhere. The negative, there's no maximum out of pocket oh, with wow. that option and no drug coverage. Mm-hmm. So um, you can imagine, I mean, I'm sure you probably know people in your life that have gone through chemotherapy or radiation. Can you imagine paying mm-hmm. 20% of that? No maximum. Mm-mm. Nope. <laughs> exactly. And so it's not, I said it was an option. I didn't say it was a good one, girl. Mm-mm. Right. So the second option, we're going to build on A and B. So option two is something we call better than a PPO plan because it is. So mm-hmm. you have your A and B. Now we're going to bring in part D for drugs. Remember that was the fourth one. Right. And we're right. going to bring in S for supplements. Again, pro and con, go anywhere you want to go to, no referral needed, no authorizations needed, as long as they take Medicare. The negative is because the supplement picks up what Medicare doesn't pay. So they'll pick up both of those deductibles, A and B, or just one, and the 20%, up to the 20%. There's about 11 different supplements now. A through N, they're going to make it even more confusing, but the most common are plan F and plan G. So F is in fantastic, G is in great. Those will cover most of what Medicare doesn't pay. The negative is you have two additional premiums. That's it. Mm -hmm. You have a supplement premium and a Part D premium. But basically that is going to be the most comprehensive, least amount of -of out-of-pocket for you. Mm-hmm. where you can go to, to any doctor, any hospital you want to go to. Wow. And then, so this is why they need to call you though. There's so much information and how to even know what to pick. <laughs> and this is like the condensed version. I'm not kidding mm-hmm. you. This is the definite condensed version. And by the way, we've got videos also out on YouTube. So literally I call it, explain it like I'm five, you know, explain right. it in five minutes. Um, the third option is the part C we were talking about. That's Medicare Advantage. That's where, uh, think about this candy as the combo meal at Wendy. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. So we got our A, our B, our D most of the time is included, all wrapped up into the combo meal of plan C, a part C. This in our area, now we're licensed in, I think we're up to 17 states now. So every state has something different. You have to look, Mm. most of your Listeners and clients, I think, are in California. Is that correct? Uh, A lot are, but we are national, too. So there you go. All right. Mm -hmm. It all depends on where they're located, what Mm -hmm. plan C's they have in place. Now, our part C's. Now, part C's are the ones you're seeing, you know, Broadway Joe and Joe Montana. And JJ even got into the picture, you know, JJ, what's happening? Mm -hmm. (laughs) He's now hawking part C plans. (laughs) 
And so they're telling you that they give you a lot of extra benefits and they do. A lot of them do. So most of them are HMOs, like we talked about before, where you have to go to a primary doctor to get a referral to go to a specialist. Mm -hmm. There are a few medical groups that you don't need a referral for a lot of the specialists. Uh, One of them is actually in our backyard, Torrance Memorial IPA. You don't need for, uh, it's up to seven specialists. You don't need a referral. You can just pick up the phone, call one in the network and go to see them. We love that feature about them. The pros to part C. Number one, you're in one medical group. That could be good. That could be bad. You know, if you're in one medical group and you want to go see an ophthalmologist, maybe at UCLA at the Jules Stein Institute, you have to get their approval to do that. And most of the time they want to keep it in house. Right. You know, so unless it's really extenuating circumstances, you won't go or you'll Mm -hmm. be paying on your own. Um, There is a there are some plans called HMO POSs and POS doesn't stand what we normally think POS stands for. It's point of sale. Mm -hmm. But they would allow you to go see an outside specialist for visits, not procedures, but for visits. So again, you're wrapped up into one big, I call it a medical group bubble. Mm -hmm. Because if you go outside the bubble, you're going to pop the bubble and you're going to be having more expenses on you. You're going to be paying a lot more out of pocket. But what they do have, because they're subsidized by the government, they do have a lot of extra benefits. Some of them give you a Part B rebate. So the Part B premium, which we don't know what it's going to be for 2022. Right now, it's $148.50. The standard premium is $148.50. It may go up to $160, $170. We don't know yet. They will give you money back towards that. So if mm. you're a doctor and you're happy with the medical group and where they're going to send you, it's a great deal. You're going to get your right. Medicare Part B for $35 instead of $160. That's awesome. Um, it also sometimes gives you chiropractor and acupuncture, which is kind of nice. Uh, some have dental vision. Um, some even have a Fitbit, you know, monitor everything, keep track of your steps, gym memberships. There's a lot that they can give you the negative. Again, you're in one medical group. You can't go outside the bubble unless you get their permission. So that was the four and three. Perfect. That's a lot of information, <laughs> like I said. And, and again, that's why I wanted to even have you to explain what this is, because I've heard, and of course, I'm not old enough yet to have to enroll, but I've heard about the different parts and I wasn't even sure what they all were. And I'm sure as people are turning 65, like I don't even know what I should be doing. And then the next question is, when should I even enroll? Like we've heard about open enrollment dates. So what are those dates and you know what can be changed during open enrollment if someone was already in a program and open enrollment is now soon approaching? Absolutely. So um, if you're new to Medicare, so that's the first thing. So if you're new to Medicare, you have a seven-month window. It's three months before your birthday or birth month, your birth month, and three months after. I want to mm-hmm. put a little asterisk on this because Sometimes an employee calls us and they want to leave their employer group plan, which is no problem normally. But if they're going to have their insurance start in the last part of that seven month period, Medicare could have a black hole. Mm. They're crazy. 
their system is very rigid. So when you're in that seven-month window, it's called your IEP, initial enrollment period. When you're leaving a employer group plan, that's called a special enrollment period. Mm. Two different things. With Medicare and Social Security, the SEP and the IEP do not, you can't fit them together. So if you're Mm. leaving an employer group plan in that last three months, you could be without insurance for a month or two. That's how bad it is. But not many agents know about this. Not many people know about this. Um, We do have the chart on our website, which we'll give everybody, and they can look at it to see, oh my gosh, if I got it in two months after my birth month, it won't start for another three months, but I might be leaving Mm -hmm. my employer group plan next month, right? maybe without insurance. So very important. Even if you don't think you need to call us, call us, because we're no charge Mm -hmm. to anybody that calls. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because employer group plans can be starting and ending like at any time during the year. So I guess I could see where that might be hard to somehow like get it to correlate. Like I need to end at this, you know, date and start at this date. Absolutely. Now the good news is you can come off of an employer group plan when you have a special circumstance like Mm -hmm. Medicare. So you don't have to be in your employer group plans, open enrollment to go on Medicare. You can come off at any time. Um, That's that's no problem if you're going on to Medicare, which is a really good thing they did. Um, Mm -hmm. The the big issue, like I said, if you're going to be just rolling into Medicare A and B and, you know, getting your Medicare on your birth month, which, by the way, it starts on the first month of your birth month. That's when your Mm -hmm. Medicare would start. If your birthday, though, is on the first, it's going to start the month before. Mm. Why? I don't know. (laughs) I guess to give them a little bit of time. I have no idea why, but that's the way it works. And so when you're in that initial enrollment period, that IEP, very easy. People can go online. You go on to ssa.gov. Make sure you don't go to ssa.com. That's just somebody (laughs) trying to get your information. ssa.gov is where you look at your, um, have you done that yet? Looked at your social security statement? No. It's a good thing to do. Check mm-hmm. your social security statement to make sure everything that you're reporting is on there. But yeah, that's I used to get it a long with. time ago in the mail, but haven't had one in the mail for a long time. So didn't even think they to go on it. and check. Mm-hmm. They stopped it. Yeah. To save money, they stopped it. And so everybody needs to go on to SSA.gov and look at your social security statement. Make sure they're reporting everything because mm-hmm. we have had clients that for some reason didn't have income reported and their social security has suffered and then try to go back 30 years to find all your records. Oh, right. (laughs) Now, yeah, exactly. So that is where, if you're not on social security, when you turn 65, that is where you're going to apply for Medicare. So that's Mm -hmm. why you want to have that SSA.gov account. It's got a lot of good information there too. Mm -hmm. So that's the first open enrollment period because you're initially enrolled. The other one is a special enrollment period. And that's if you decide, hey, I'm 68 years old and I'm on my own employer group plan or my spouse's employer group plan. And I want to come off of that and go on to Medicare. That's a special enrollment period. There's two forms you need, by the way, to get that. And they change them all the time. So we always have the updated ones. Just call us. We'll get them to you. And you need to apply at least two to three months in advance for Part B to be effective. And again, Social Security is not seeing people for the last two years, but we have a tried and true method of getting your Part B in place. 
when you're coming off of a group plan. It's worked a million times. It'll work again. We know how to get to, to walk you through getting that done. So that's mm-hmm. the second one. It's a special enrollment period. Now there's uh, what we call annual enrollment periods, what we're in October 15th through December 7th. And that's where you're going to see a pile of mail because they support the post office, which is good. You get a stack of mail every year and you're going like, oh my God. And then Joe, Joe Montana and all the quarterbacks and JJ are hawking it on TV every, and then some of them even have infomercials now Mm. about enrolling. This is where you can change your part C and your part D plans. Now, really important because if you know somebody that's older, you have an older relative or an older neighbor, please see if they've reviewed their Part D plan. Because we come across people all the time. They got in one when they were 65 and never changed it. Mm. And these plans change like anything Mm -hmm. else. Every year they change. So what we do is we gather all your meds, gather your doctors, and then we check it for you and we'll let you know if you need a change at that time. So it's a limited amount of, you know, most tax people like you, you know, it's like that week before tax season. We're busier than right. a, I say we're busier than a one eyed mouse looking at three mouse holes. We're just like going million miles up an hour. And I know you guys do the same thing right at tax time, mm-hmm. except for y'all can extend. We can't. <laughs> We yeah, cannot that's, extend. That's mm-hmm. Yeah, you can file an extension, no problem. So it's really important to get to a really good independent insurance agent or just call us. We can help you through that period, gather the information, and we'll look for the uh, plan that's going to be least costly for next mm-hmm. year because they all change. And then right. the, the other one is something that Medicare really doesn't talk very, very much about, but It's really important, especially if you got into the wrong Medicare Advantage plan during this time of year, the AEP, the annual enrollment period. It's called Medicare Advantage open enrollment. That is from January 1st through March 31st. But you can only change your plan, your Part C plan, your Medicare Advantage plan one time, or you can drop it and pick up a supplement in Part D. You cannot change your Part D. Mm-hmm. So if you have a Part D plan, a standalone Part D, remember we talked about option two, where it right. was a Part D plan, you got to get to somebody before December 7th. Mm-hmm. So that's the main open enrollment and special enrollment periods. Um, most of the people that you're probably dealing with are employer group plans. So if you're dealing with small businesses, they, again, they can go anytime. Tell them to call okay. us. <laughs> okay, that sounds good. Well, I know you've talked a couple times about Joe Montana, you know, Broadway Joe and the commercials that they're advertising. So are the plans that are advertised on TV by the sports celebrities really available to the listeners? They, in some areas. Mm-hmm. Again, it's that, that gray area because it goes by your zip code. And for instance, we're in the Los Angeles area. Um, One of the carriers came out with an amazing plan this year. The benefits are very good and they do give back $125 towards your Part B premium. Um, In the past, we had a plan that did that, but the benefits were just okay. The network was just okay. But Mm -hmm. this new plan, the network is amazing and the benefits are really good. 
So, um, but you know what? It's not like that for any everybody. We right. we we handle clients from all over the place. I just one of my clients moved up to Utah, so I, we got licensed in Utah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I look for them and I'm like, oh God, I hate to tell you this, but your Medicare Advantage plan is nothing like your one in LA was, mm-hmm. uh, rather sucky. Um, but because he moved out of his service area, this is important for your listeners to know, because he moved out of his service area, he could pick up that better than a PPO plan with no insurable questions asked mm-hmm. because that's a rule. Okay. I know. Mm-hmm. See, there's another rule. Normally, you have to prove insurability if you go on to a supplement plan if you don't get it when you're first enrolled. Aha. But if you move out of your service area, then your plan stops, it gets terminated. That opens mm-hmm. up a window for you to get a Medigap supplement. So we're, we're looking now at whatever Medicare Medigap supplement we're going to put them in in Utah. So when you say service area, do they have like a number of miles that that extends to? So if you, you know, maybe you change counties or maybe you're an hour away, that's still considered in the area, but after a certain number of miles, it's not like, what would that be for somebody? The county. Now, some of them, some plans have LA and Orange County in one plan. So if they are in LA and they move to Orange County, they're not moving outside of that service area. Okay. They would have to move to Riverside or San Bernardino or Ventura, you know, around us, San Diego, to mm-hmm. be able to open up that window. Um, but a lot of them are just specific counties. So that's okay. an easy way to kind of think about it. Mm-hmm. So I just heard you use the term Medigap as well. So can you tell a little bit more about what that Medigap plan is? Yeah, good question. Um, it's kind of funny how things, how terms change a lot and use interchangeably. Medigap plan was something that they used to call years ago. They still do, but a lot of people call them supplements now. So mm-hmm. Medigap supplement is the same. That is what is going to supplement the A and B in that better than a PPO option, that option too. And they have, again, A through N, A, B, C, D, but it's not the same A, B, C, D of Medicare. Let's, let's make it a little more confusing. Mm-hmm. Um, think of it like Greek, like a, a, mm-hmm. a foreign language, because it's all different okay. letters than what you just learned about. Um, but they're amazing plans. The one that if somebody's turning 65 right now that they can go into is called Plan G for great, because it pays mm-hmm. for everything Medicare doesn't pay, except for whatever the Part B deductible is. Mm-hmm. This year, that was okay. 203. Can you imagine having, it's your deductible and your maximum out of pocket all in one, $203. Can, you know, most people like us on an individual plan, we're used to $4,000 deductibles and $8,000 maximum right. out of pockets, right? <laughs> yes. Crazy. This Medigap plan in conjunction with your A and B, you literally will have 203 or whatever the Part B deductible is next year. It might be 215 It's pretty intense. It's a pretty good plan. Hmm. Okay. There's just, again, so much information on this that, again, I'm glad we're having this conversation, but I'm thinking, you know, someone just listening to this, there's all these, like I said, all these letters and yeah, you could have these letters and it's not the same as Medicare. This is a different supplement. (laughs) It's just, it's a lot of information you have to know. It is. And, you know, we always say that when we have people that have come to us and have already done 120 hours of research. And they still don't know if they're making the right decision. 
Right. And that's basically what happened to me when I was helping my um, older aunt and my mom out. Um, they, you know, give me the stack of mail mm-hmm. and said, here, it's that time of year. You make the decision. <laughs> like, I have no idea what I'm doing. What are you talking about? And I made a decision for them. And I still don't know that I made the right decision for them because mm-hmm. I wasn't in this business all the time. And you would have to call every single carrier. There's like 30 to 40 carriers that have each three to four different plans. Mm-hmm. How are you going to know which one is right for you? We're in this every day, every right. single day. So um, again, I always tell people, you know, friends don't let friends go commando with Medicare or Obamacare. Right. Mm-hmm. No, well, no. I'm just being stuck in that. Like if you make that decision and, you know, oh, we have to hurry up and get in by the deadline. And now you have to wait for almost a year before you can make a change. If you made a mistake, that could be a scary exactly. proposition. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It's, it's frightening and it could be detrimental to somebody's mm-hmm. health. And to unravel it is really, really difficult. So mm-hmm. we've had people that have come to us and um, they're, you know, like I said, 85 or 90 years old, they're paying 450 or $500 on their supplement. It's never been changed. Mm-hmm. And they're also paying a hundred dollars a month on a, a health a part D plan that could have been eight, seven or $8. Mm-hmm. Um, and in California, by the way, California and Oregon, since some of your listeners are in Oregon, we have something called the birthday rule. And that is where you can change your Medigap supplement every year around your birthday. Mm-hmm. No questions asked. So if you're on a Medigap supplement or you have a family member or somebody that hasn't reviewed that in a while, we need to look at it because we've saved people probably, and I'm going to go out on a limb half a million dollars or more overall in what we could save them on either saving them on their Medigap plans, putting them on a different Part D plan. And because I have a financial background, sometimes we actually find people more social security. Mm, Nice. Than they knew they had. Yeah. Well, I think that's important because there are a lot of people as they're getting older, they're on fixed income and then these costs are going up and, you know, they're worried about having enough to cover, you know, just their normal living expenses, let alone covering, you know, this insurance. So it's nice when you can have someone review and find those lower cost ones that are going to be enough of, for what you need. Exactly. Um, one of our clients I actually just did her a review yesterday, but she came to us about I'm going to say about six years ago, and we were in, in the initial, I mean, uh, open enrollment, the AEP, that October 15th through December 7th. And mm-hmm. um, we're talking and she was saying how much she just can't afford her medications anymore. And so I'm like, well, wait a minute. Aren't you on Social Security? Aren't Yeah. I said, well, you just told me a little while ago, your husband passed away, that you were married over 10 years, right? And she said, yeah. I said, well, you you're not getting his survivorship benefit? And she said, no, they told me I wasn't eligible for it. And I'm like, uh-uh, something's <laughs> wrong. So I went over all the rules again. I said, by any chance, did you happen to keep the date, the time, and who you talked to when you went to Social Security that day? She said, you know, I keep everything. So she went to her files and found where she was there, who it was, I said, I think you need to go back to Social Security with that information. I think they told you wrong information. And that was about five years previously. 
So she did. And I was doing, uh, I do talks. Well, when we used to do talks, right? <laughs> I do webinars now, but when I, I do workshops a lot of times and, and I was doing a workshop for her union and I walked <laughs> in and she was checking everybody. And so she ran up to me and hugged me and gave me the big hug. She goes, you won't believe what happened. She said, I went to social security. That's when you could go. And she said, because I had that day, good lesson for everybody. Anytime you talk to Medicare or Social Security, write down the name, the date, and the time you talk to them. They record mm-hmm. everything. They can nice. go back. Yeah. So she, she said, I was sitting there at the desk and I'm looking at the computer and, and there it was. They found where I was there. They saw who it was. The girl gave me wrong information. I am now getting his social security, which was double, went from mm-hmm. $800 to $1,600 a month. And because it was wrong information, she got a check for $53,000 in back social security. Wow. That's still a big goosies. difference. I still get mm-hmm. goosies thinking about it. So, you know nice. what? Yeah, it, they make mistakes. They make mistakes mm-hmm. sometimes. And um, being able to find somebody, for instance, drugs, drugs can get really costly on Medicare. There's something called the donut hole. Oh my God. That's a whole nother show. We could go on to donut hole, <laughs> but the, basically when you're in that area of Medicare called the donut hole or the coverage gap, that's when you're paying a percentage of the medication, not mm-hmm. a copay. Mm, okay. So you could be paying 25% of a drug that might cost $2,000 a month. Mm-hmm. If you're on a fixed wow. income, that's really tough. So there's things right. there's, we know all the ways to help people out and get the lowest cost possible plan and drugs. We have um, associated with specialty pharmacies that they know all the programs with mm-hmm. the manufacturers. They know how to get tier exceptions and formulary exceptions when you need a medication that's very costly. So we associate ourselves with them. There's something called extra help with social security that not a lot of people know about that. If you're right above the, the Medicare, I mean, I mean, Medicaid or Medi-Cal in California line, but you're, you're not quite enough to go to Medi-Cal or Medicaid, but you still are having trouble. There's another program social security has to help you out with your, your drugs. Mm -hmm. So Again, you don't have to know. Your listeners do not have to know all the rules. They just have to know who to call. Perfect. So I know you talked earlier about if someone had an HMO and they have to go to their primary doctor and get referrals and, you know, it could take a long time or just, you know, kind of be a hassle. So let's say someone is in an HMO, but they really want to have more choice providers. How can they get that with that Medigap plan? Well, there you go. So that's where the other rules come into play. And at this time of year at AEP, the annual enrollment period, if the Medicare Advantage plan has increased any benefit by 15% or more, that opens up a window to get a Medigap plan, no insurable questions asked. Mm -hmm. Now, I got to tell you, in our area, in the LA area, that, that didn't happen very much. A lot of our plans actually went the other way. They went down. Hmm. Okay. So that one this year doesn't work as well. Um, however, I was comparing. Uh, everybody every year gets something called an ANOC. Have you ever seen that with your plan where there's an annual notice of change? I've never heard of it, but again, I'm not doing Medicare yet. <laughs> That's okay. All the plans send it, girl. All the plans send it out. But most people kind of go, mm. 
recycle, you know? Okay. That is where anybody on Medicare or even an individual or an employer group plan are going to find out their changes. Look Mm -hmm. at like the first eight or 10 pages, because what they're going to do is tell you if that tier one medication went from $5 to $8, guess what? That's 15%. That's more than 15%. Well, I was looking through one this year and their vision allowance went from 300 to 150. Well, in my eyes, that's a reduction in a benefit of more than 15%. So I could get my clients that are in that plan, a Medigap supplement. Um, Yeah. So, and then also if they change their address, if they moved in with their daughter in another County, that's not in their service area or son or -hmm. friend uh, that opens up another window for you to get a Medigap supplement. So that's really the only two ways you can get a better than a PPO plan. um, If you didn't elect it when you were first turning 65. Right. And so that's not just for HMO though. So if someone was in a different plan where they had a little bit more leeway, they could still do that Medigap if some of those changes took effect. Um, If they were in like, what kind of plans are you talking about? A, A individual or group or. Well, what I was asking, because the first question I had was about HMO, where they didn't have as much choice. And then you were talking about the Medigap. So I was just wondering when you were saying, well, if their plans change by more than 15%, you know, they could have this. So I was wondering if that's the case for ones that are technically like PPP as well versus HMO, if they can get that plan. Got it. Got it. Now I get it. So there are some Part C, Medicare Advantage PPOs. And the same thing. Now you think, oh, a PPO, I can go to any doctor I want to go to. It's awesome. Uh, You got to look at the network. There's still a network of doctors and hospitals, right? We have one in Southern California right now, just came out for January 1st. And it's a PPO and the benefits look really, really great. Mm -hmm. Except for when I looked at the network of providers, it's Cedars-Sinai, PHI in Whittier, uh, Scripps in San Diego and Hogue. That's it. So if mm. you wanted to go to Torrance, forget about it. You can't, it's going to cost you so much more there. It, you can pay out a network, but it would be really costly. So mm-hmm. that's why we call Medigap supplements better than a PPO because there's no network. It's right. okay. anybody that accepts Medicare. So yes, if they're in a Medicare Advantage PPO and their plan increased a benefit and they can look at it as their window to get into the better than a PPO option because mm-hmm. their, their benefits might've increased by 15% or more. That's the window. Okay. Good one to okay. check out. Well, this has been a lot of information and I have so many more questions that I want to ask you. So would you be willing to be a guest on another show and we can finish, you know, recording and having those answers for other people as well? Would love it. I love spreading the word. We love it. Okay, this is like what, this is our mission in life to make Perfect. Medicare easy. So we're going to have a part two, um, but to end this one, then I would love for you just to share maybe an offer that you have. So somebody is hearing this and saying, you know, yes, I know I need some information. What might you have for the listeners? Well, we always give, you know, we're independent brokers and some brokers charge broker fees. Uh, We do not. I set up this company years ago and I did not want to, you know, we get paid a little commission if we place your plan, Mm -hmm. if we place it. You will know, um, we, we have something called the Betty barometer in my office. And that okay. is if um, we treat everybody like my mom, Betty, 
And mm, nice. so we'll review your plan. And if it's the right plan, we're going to tell you to stay. Cause my fear was always, if I wasn't around and my mom would just get these calls because people are calling, they're not supposed to be calling you by the way. Mm, so they're calling okay. you trying to get, you know, people to change over their plans. And if, you know, my mom has a little memory loss, she could, well, that sounds good to me. Let's change. And then all of a right. sudden we get the calls afterwards when, when you can't see your doctor or you can't get your oxygen from the durable medical equipment company or your meds are very expensive. We get those calls afterwards because somebody talked them into changing. So all of our agents are trained the same way that I am. If it, you're in the right plan, you're going to stay in that plan. We're going to let you know whether we get compensated or not. So we do give con complimentary consultations Perfect. to anybody that calls in. So why don't you give us all the ways that people can reach out to you to connect with you? Well, we, you know, the normal, we have www. Does anybody use that anymore? www.go, the number two HIR, go to HIR.com is our website. And that's where you can start. Um, we're on YouTube. Look for HIR insurance agency on all the social media platforms, Twitter, uh, Instagram, YouTube. Where else are we? Facebook. Um, and usually Facebook, by the way, is one of the ways we do get the word out when there's changes that you need to know mm -hmm. about for not only Medicare, but Obamacare or employer group plans, things like that, because employer group plans is a whole nother ball game that we should talk about one day. Mm, okay. That sounds great. <laughs> Definitely have that topic, but, uh, I just appreciate you, Debbie, for sharing your information. Like I said, I know there's a lot of information. I'm actually glad we're going to continue uh, this discussion and have part two. Um, so thank you for sharing your expertise. Thank you for inviting me. I love what you do and getting the words out there for, for small businesses, for individuals, for, um, anybody that, that needs some help and guidance. We're here. We're here for you. Perfect. Perfect. I do want to thank the listener also for tuning in. I hope you found this topic interesting and it answered a few of your questions about what you need to know about Medicare, but we're afraid to ask and make sure you join us for part two then so we can answer some more of those questions you might have. Again, if you have other questions that you want to reach out to Debbie, reach out to her through the link that she shared. You can also send us an email at media at abandp.com. And would you please share the show information with those you know? I'd greatly appreciate your support. So again, join us for the next part, part two, to go over more of the questions that we'll be answering on this topic. And remember, you can connect with us on Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn. And my website is abandp.com. You can also find the podcast posted on TuneIn, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. Until next time, have a great week. Thank you for listening to Biz Help For You. Please join your host, Candy Messer, again next Tuesday. Have a terrific week.